0: Where I help you fix your Catholic marriage I've coached and helped hundreds of men in their marriages And now I want to help you Call 313 Radical now That's area code 313 Radical And ask me anything on tough marital issues Such as what to do when she's asked for a divorce What to do when you have a mutual agreement of separation But you didn't want it What to do when your wife is cold and distant? What to do when your wife is having an affair? What to do when your marriage is bad, boring, lukewarm, and passionless? What to do when you engage in a mental embrace less than once a month? What to do when you sleep in separate bedrooms? What to do when she has left the home with or without the children? What to do when you're divorced but didn't want it? Call 313 Radical. That's area code 313 723 4225. That's area code 313 723 4225. Again, call 313 Radical right now for answers to intimacy problems, communication problems, prayer and spiritual warfare problems, authentic masculinity problems, aka how to man up. So, Sit back, relax, take a chill pill, and get ready to rock. But don't duck. Can you feel it? Catholic Alpha Radical, coming at you now. Hello, and welcome to Catholic Alpha Radical Live the podcast that helps you fix your Catholic marriage, while also giving you winning tactics for marriage problems, girlfriend problems, and intimacy problems for men. Moreover, well, my main mission is to keep you out of divorce court. And where marriage unchained, the art of one flesh divorce combat coaching is the flavor of the day. While also helping men understand marriage and courting, Not dating in the Catholic faith, why because dating is for sex and courting is for marriage. In this 82nd episode, what to do during Holy Week for our marriage, for your marriage, Holy Week explained plus live calls from you answering your marriage and crisis questions. So get in that queue. The show's not going to be that long today. It's Holy Week. So, hey, I got things to do, y'all. I got things to do. I got to go see my Lord and get prepared. <laughs> so um, show's not going to be that long. So get in the queue if you got a question or you got things answered, uh, you need things answered. Uh, but I will stay as long as, I, as long as I've got callers today. So that being said, get in the queue. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you. Call 313-723-4225 or call in using your browser at callinstudio.com slash radical one. Don't wait. Get in the queue now for some resolution to your marriage confusion. Okay, okay, this is great, 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 great. This is the quote of the day. And so the quote of the day, we are doing, uh, this is the last one. We're doing our um, uh, St. Faustina diary quote, um, her uh, her entries for um, her visions that she was shown by her guardian angel. Um, the first one, which we did like three days ago, was a vision of before heaven. And before hell, then the next day we did uh, a vision of hell. The next day, a vision of, yesterday we did a vision of purgatory. And today, uh, we will do um, her vision of heaven. So, quote, St. Faustina, her tour of heaven, November 27th, 1936. Today, I was in heaven. In spirit, and I saw its unconceivable beauties and the happiness that awaits us after death. I saw how all creatures give ceaseless praise and glory to God. I saw how great is happiness in God, which spreads to all creatures, making them happy. And then all the glory and praise which springs from His happiness returns to its source. And they enter into the depths of God, contemplating the inner life of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, whom they will never comprehend or fathom. This source of happiness is unchanging in its essence, but it is always new, gushing forth happiness for all creatures. Now, I understand St. Paul who said, I has not seen Nor has ear heard, not has it entered into the heart of man, what God has prepared for those who love him. And God has given me to understand that there is but one thing that is of infinite value in his eyes. And that is love of God. Love, love, and once again love, and nothing can compare with a single act of pure love. Oh, with what inconceivable favors God gifts a soul that loves him sincerely. Oh, how happy is the soul who already here on earth enjoys his special favors. And of such are the little and humble souls. The sight of this great majesty of God, which I came to understand more profoundly, and which is worshiped by the heavenly spirits according to their degree of grace and the hierarchies into which they are divided, did not cause my soul to be stricken with terror or fear. No, 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 not at all. My soul was filled with peace and love. And the more I come to know the greatness of God, the more joyful I become that he is as he is. And I rejoice immensely in his greatness and am delighted that I am so little because since I am little, he carries me in his arms And holds me close to his heart. Oh my God, how I pity those people who do not believe in eternal life. How I pray for them that a ray of mercy would envelop them too. And that God would clasp them in his fatherly bosom. End quote. Diary of St. Maria Faustina Kowalski. Number seven, seven, seven. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me to help you in yours. Get live Catholic marriage help. Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. with some resolution to your marriage confused. All right. All right. We are back. We rocking, we rocking. Hey, Clint, how are you? Good morning to you too, brother. So like I said, now to Catholic Alpha's radical rant of the day, my radical rant of the day is things that I come up with that need to be talked about. And, um, right now we are talking, we're going to talk about Holy week. Now I'm not an expert on Holy week. If you want to get more in depth, you know, you can always go to Census Videlium on YouTube and, and put in Holy Week. And I'm sure all those priests, all those holy priests on there will come up and give you all the information you need. I just wanted to do a quick show today on um, on how to to embrace Holy Week in your marriage. Um, because we are, you know, our marriage is important. Even if your wife is upset with you, even if she's mad and all that kind of stuff, y'all separated, divorced or whatever. It doesn't matter. Ask her to go to church with you. Ask her to go to mass with you. You know, tonight starts starts the official all the stuff. So Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, it's called Holy Week. Holy Week, the Passion of Christ. You know, sometimes people just need a little edging to go and do things. Do not let do not let Sunday be the only day that you go to East. You know, you go to 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 to, to service. Do not do that. If you're a Protestant and your church is having service throughout the week, go to them, you know, uh, heck, if they ain't having nothing, go to a Catholic church. I guarantee you they are having beautiful. I don't care. The Catholic, every Catholic church is having beautiful services this week. Do not allow this week to go by. This is the most important week of the year. It's Easter. It's, he is risen. It's our Lord. Honor him. Get into his passion Okay. You say you love Christ. You say you love God. Do not let, do not let your busy life stop you from going at least to one other service other than Sunday. You won't regret it. You won't. You'll be glad you did. When you walk out of that church and walk down in steps, you'll be so glad you did it. Okay. So when I was a heathen, though, I never learned or realized that Easter was more important than Christmas. I never even thought that, man. I never even knew that Easter was the most important holiday of the year. Um, I didn't even know that. I thought it was Christmas, (laughs) Thanksgiving, which those, they are, but it's not Easter, you know? Um, But once I became Catholic and really understood the faith and how Christ suffered for us and that suffering actually has meaning and people started talking about how Easter is the real holiday and and what the Christian faith is really about, I actually began to love Easter When I was a kid, you know, and then, you know, thinking back to the other day, I was thinking the other day, yesterday or the day before. You know, man, I was thinking, I was thinking how, um, I was thinking how, you you know, we do Easter just like we do Christmas. I never even thought about it until yesterday when I was doing this. And I was, you know, dude, there's a bunny rabbit. We celebrate Easter with a bunny rabbit. (laughs) I mean, we're doing this crap just like we do Christmas. Oh, happy holidays. What the heck does that even mean on Christmas? No, it's Merry Christmas. If you're a Christian, do not let somebody say happy holidays to you without you going Merry Christmas back. That's just a little small way that you can lift your heart and mind to Christ right then. Because you know it's you know what they're doing. They're trying to appease the world, dude. They're trying to appease the world by saying happy holidays, Happy holiday, Happy holiday. And these companies on TV, they're disgusting. Happy holidays. they it don't even make sense. It's Merry Christmas. The reason that we even have a Christmas is because of Christ. Does it make sense? We've got to start to understand what Satan is doing. We just go along all the time. We don't fight for nothing. And the way you fight back when somebody says happy holiday, happy holiday, you say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to our Lord, for our Lord Jesus Christ, who is, and then Easter is the same thing. He is risen. I can't tell you how many texts I get on Easter (laughs) from all my dudes. Everybody, they text me go, he is risen. He is risen. And that is the greatest thing, because it it, it helps it it helps you understand what this world is really about. That why Christ came, the infinite. He is the infinite to solve all the sin. That sin is infinite, so you you had to have an infinite being to come to 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 get rid of the sin. You know, so the sin for us, the sin for us, and so what I want everybody to understand today. This is Easter is Holy Week. Do not, please, especially if you're a man, do not you know take your children, you know, and make them go if they're below seven, if they're seventeen and below, make they but go. If they're above, if they're grown. You ask them, will you come to? Will you come with me? Just ask them. A lot of times they'll come. They will. People, people instinctively know how important that this week is. They really do. It's called Holy Week for a reason. It's for us to to get our heart, mind, and soul into the suffering of Jesus Christ. And then through this week, you get to Easter or Easter Vigil when those lights come on. Because in the Catholic Church, on Easter Vigil is like, like after five and usually it's really late, like eight thirty or nine o'clock at night, and the service goes all it goes all on all the way until like past midnight. And then when midnight comes, like the church has been dark the whole time with candles all around, and and we're and uh, we're doing scripture reading and leading up to the passion of Christ and all that stuff. And then all of a sudden, at midnight man, the forty days is over. Easter is here, and oh my God, the lights come on, and all the in the Catholic faith, we ring all these bells, and everybody's clapping, and everybody's praising Jesus Christ, and all of that. And that's how you celebrate Easter. That's how you do it. The Catholic Church knows what it's doing when it comes to Easter, they really, really do. Um, and you know, the reason that we're so happy is because we don't celebrate Easter 52 weeks out of the year. Easter is, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's called Easter Tide. So Easter, is it's a season in the church, starting with Lynn, I think. I could be wrong. I, I'm not, you know, Catholic Church is so complicated sometimes. But, you know, you start and you go through and you do all that suffering. Like the men in Catholic Alpha, we did a 10-day fast together. You know, you know, some of the guys didn't do all 10 days, but I don't care. Some of the guys did one day. I don't care. The main thing is, is we did it together. Why? Over Lent, because we're supposed to give and suffer for Christ. And everybody knows in my program that our suffering means something. Your suffering means something. And so when we go, when we, when we start talking about Lent and Easter and um, Easter, all that stuff, man, it's it's a really glorious thing that God gives us in the Catholic Church. God gives us the grace to participate in his passion and to be happy this is why we don't you don't do praise and worship every single Sunday. Pray, that is not what Christ wants us to do. Christ wants us to understand His suffering throughout the year, to understand how to give that suffering to others, and to pray for others, and be on our knees, and to love one another through suffering and sacrifice. You know, press with praise and worship. That's that's why you don't praise and worship every Sunday. I mean, it's because d we forget. Yeah, Christ is risen. We we know that. But but we, we but if we praise and worship every Sunday, then we forget what Christ really died for. We don't understand his suffering. And as you're going to see today, the love of Christ, you must know un- the love of Christ. You must understand the suffering of Christ. Okay. Try to understand what I'm saying. Christ did not come so that we could all be jumping around 52, 51 weeks out of the year. You know, jumping around and and, and all that stuff all the time, and then we forget that Christ came, we're supposed to emulate Christ, like understand why he did that, why he's suffering, and then what you do is you praise and worship after church like with conferences and and and, and, and gospel cho- gospel choirs and go- you know that's put praise and worship that's your praise and worship time before church or after church during church it's a sacrifice christ wants us to under focus on his sacrifice okay so but when i was a kid you know um in my family, Easter, you know, basically meant new clothes. Oh man, gonna, we got some clothes. We got two, three outfits. Boy, it was it was the Bob. We got some new shoes. <laughs> hey, new tennis shoes, new dress shoes, man. It was the Bob. But we might go to church, but usually we didn't. So that's how come that's how I got disconnected, right? But in the Catholic faith, Easter is everything. All of these different seasons: Christmas tide, Easter Tide, Pentecost, Lent. It is all so rich and beautiful. 2,000 years of greatness and understanding God and putting traditions into place. It is so beautiful and vast, and I am I feel so sorry for people who can never experience it. People hate the Catholic Church because of what they don't know about it, and I constantly say that, you know, um, and, I, and so I I'm just wish that people— would just sometimes just look at it and look at the beauty and splendor of it. The beautiful cathedrals, the beautiful, why are churches so, why are Catholic churches so beautiful? Because God, that God knows that that draws us to Him. Beauty draws us to Him. That's why you have beautiful windows, um, stained windows. You have beautiful statues of the saints and of Jesus Christ and the blessed mother and the baby Jesus up in the, up in the, in the churches. You know that's why you have the um, that's why you have the uh the um the stations of the cross on the walls. You know everything inside the Catholic Church is designed to keep your mind on Christ and God. Everything, you know how it. You know how it is when you're in church. You know, the priest is talking, or if you're a Protestant, your pastor's talking and stuff. And, you know, you start to win. You start thinking about, boy, I sure am hungry. Or, you know, thinking about your girlfriend or your wife or work or whatever. You know, what you're going to do after church, how much fun you're going to have. You know, you know, and all of a sudden, you look up and there's a bare wall right there. So what do you keep doing? You keep, you know, you keep focusing on yourself. But in the in the Catholic Church, you're, you start, and all Catholics can, can identify with this, you start, you know, like doing, you know, thinking about other things, and all of a sudden, your eyes get drawn to the crucifix, or Christ, or, you know, a, a, a statue of a saint or the blessed mother, or baby Jesus, and all of a sudden, boom, you come right back to God. You start listening to the priest again. You start getting back into service. That is why it's important that we all understand the beauty of what a church should be, because it draws us to God. This is why in the cathedrals are so great and so huge, not because it's gaudy, because that's what Christ wants us to do. Why the priests, like all priests and bishops and the pope and and, and, and cardinals, they have these beautiful dressings, man, that they put on during mass and stuff and, and the cassocks that they wear outside the church that stuff is beautiful dude it and and so the reason why is because that's beauty it draws the eye so that when you see a priest in his cassock it draws the eye and that and then even the most unholy person looks at that and goes wow you know and, and when you're inside of a Catholic church during mass, it's the same, the priest and the celebrant, the celebrant and the, uh, the deacons and the boys and the, um the altar boys and everything, they have all these beautiful, you know, things to draw us our attention to the altar, which does what draws us to Christ. This is why the blessed mother is so important is she always draws us to Christ. I go to what I go, my church is called Holy Rosary. Okay. So that, that that church basically is has the um it honors the Blessed Mother, and so basically, but inside you go in. There's this beautiful mirror of all these angels, um Saint Dominic, and I forgot what the other uh, the lady's name. I don't know the lady's name that's on the on the mural. Um, but what happens is, man, the Blessed Mother is up up there, um uh, above the altar. And in the the mural and she has her rosary and she's and the Jesus Christ has his rosary and they're handing it down to them. And another, but then you look up and there's this beautiful stained glass window that has Jesus Christ risen up at the uh, right hand of the father. And the the Roman soldiers are below him and Jesus Christ has his crown on. And it's just beautiful, man. It just it, it just helps you to to. Focus your heart, mind, and soul on our Lord. And if you can start to do that, man, and let that absorb into you, you will have, and understand what all this means, man, you will have a great Holy Week, okay, to start, okay? Now, remember, um, how can anyone not want to be part of this amazing church that Christ built? So today we're going to take a break from the Holy Lover series and speak on something more vital, Holy Week and Marriage. And how to make Holy Week actually mean something—that's another thing. You know, you feel bad. You—you you know, you ever you ever had the opportunity to do something great, and then it passes, and then you go, "Man, I wish I'd have done that." That's why the Catholic faith and most Protestants have these great services during Holy Week, because they want you—they want you to understand that don't let this great opportunity pass by. Don't let it. Let Easter be the culmination of your week of work, of your week of, suff- of 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 prayer and worship. Okay, so, um, and that we try our best to understand what Christ went through in His passion. This is about His passion. So right now, if you go into a a Orthodox Catholic church, even ones that are not that Orthodox, most of them have all the statues covered up. They have the statues of the Saints covered up they have the crucifix covered up they have the um they have the uh uh the the the, the 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 saints of Christ they have all the the statues of the cross are covered up it's called purpling and so what purpling is is we they take these purple drapes and they put it over all the statues they put it over all all the, the crucifix, the pictures of Jesus and everything. Why? Because Jesus is about to be crucified. It's Passion Week. And so what we do is so we, we get it gets us in the mind, in the mindset to understand what's about to happen and to be solemn and be sorrowful, you know. And because why? Because this week is supposed to be sorrowful and prayerful. And so what happens is. When Easter comes or the Easter vigil comes at midnight, then and those lights come on and the bells start to ring, you realize he is risen and you it helps you to celebrate that and understand the meaning of that. Okay. Um, like last Sunday, we went into the church. It all the lights were out as usual. If you go to Latin Mass, the lights are always out at first. Um, and then all the altar, everything was purple, everything was purple, okay. Um because I think one of the reasons they do that too is is purple is not you know i'm not a I'm not the old and I'm not that great on the on all that stuff, but I think it's because I think when um when they captured Jesus and the crown they put the crowning of thorns on him, and then they put this purple rope over i mean not rope, but this purple uh garb over him or cape over him um and then they took it off when he they 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 they, they seemed a pilot or whatever so i think that's why it's purple um so it could be i think that's why it is though so we must understand how to enter christ's passion because to truly love christ again you must understand the suffering of christ amen 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 after the break we go deeper into this mysterious concept what do you think about what i'm saying what do you think about the catholic church and 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 people that celebrate passion week in the proper fashion um send me a you know come on get in this call give me a call or give me a comment on that okay again get in the queue 313 radical that's (laughs) 313-723-4225 If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit com for an opportunity to work with me, personally for free yes within 30 days learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you visit savemycatholicmarriage.com and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience visit savemycatholicmarriage.com for superior coaching for your marriage again savemycatholicmarriage.com All right. Hey, 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 hey. We back. We back. We back. So let's get deeper into this growing closer to Christ during Holy Week. And that's what it is. You have to understand the suffering of Christ. Why? So that you grow closer to God. You go closer to the saints. You go closer to the Jesus Christ and the Lord and the Holy Spirit. That's what this is about. Got to get in there. OK, so to truly love and understand Christ. We as Catholics and Christians must understand the suffering of Christ. So um, what, first, what is Holy Week and what does each day mean and what are the services? So I kind of set you up to understand the beauty and the reason why and why cathedrals are so beautiful, why churches are so beautiful, because that's how God sets it up, art and sculpture and, Those things draw the eye. They draw us to when they the beauty draws us to the church, which does what? When that big altar sitting there, you get in there, you see the beauty, and then the altar's beautiful, and then you it draws you to the altar, draws your eye, which then draws your eye to Jesus Christ. Because the altar goes straight up into the heavens and it's facing east. Because why? Because Jesus Christ is going to come in judgment again. The second coming will be from the east. Okay, the church, our Lord God, they never do anything without a purpose. It's all a purpose. It's all a plan. It's a reason for everything you see in the Catholic Church inside of a church. There's a reason for it. My priest, Father McCarthy. He could take you around in our church and give you every single reason why he he can he can give you every single reason for whatever you see inside of that church. Everything. Well, he's the man for one thing. <laughs> but you know, I you know, so once you understand what things are for and you that's why you you, you have to understand the faith. You have to inquire, you have to, to come outside yourself and get curious about the faith and how to be the best Christian you can be, okay? So in Holy Week, the uh, the faith for 2,000 years has um had certain days during Holy Week that have certain names. And so what we're going to do is go over it and go over the services and kind of what they mean a little bit. I already covered a little bit of that, but I just want us to really understand that no, what God does something just like in Scripture, you 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 can't really interpret Scripture yourself. You have to, you have to have the church has to interpret Scripture. A lot of people read Scripture, and they just kind of go, yes, yeah, some things in Scripture are yes, it's obvious, right? But most stuff in Scripture, it, it needs to be interpreted through from the eyes of christ from the time back then when christ was alive um in the old testament you know scripture must be interpreted and and that's why when you do a when when we do bible studies we're not supposed to do bible studies to give our opinion on what we think about scripture when you give bible studies what the way the bible study is supposed to be is supposed to be the church has the catholic church has because the Catholic Church is the one that that created the Bible, that wrote the Bible, okay, from divine, from the four authors, okay. But so that's why they have the authority to. That's why they have the authority from Jesus Christ to interpret Scripture, okay. There used to be this thing back in the day that Catholics don't read the Bible and Catholics don't, um, Catholics, you know, don't. Um, we're, we're told don't read the Bible and we don't, you know, we don't read Scripture. That's not true. That's not true. We have always read scripture. Always, matter of fact, in the Latin Mass and in the English Mass, we have like six, seven scriptures that are read <laughs> through the whole Mass. Matter of fact, we pray in scriptures. So that's why I said people don't really understand the, the true faith, and so they really they 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 get upset about their ignorance of what they don't know. And so a lot of people that convert to the Catholic faith, like me, I'm a convert. So which means what? I wasn't born a Catholic. Well, first of all, I'm black. So, no, I wasn't. I'm not Jewish. (laughs) Neither is a white person. Most of us, you know, we are not. I'm like me. Most most people are born into the faith. So what does that mean? That means like when they're born, they're baptized in the faith. Um, in, uh, in the faith and then they grow up in the faith getting all the sacraments and stuff like confirmation and getting married and all that kind of stuff Con- uh, uh, Confession all that kind of stuff and then but so then you have people like me Who like me? I really wasn't anything. I wasn't even christian But there are a lot of protestants that are lutheran and methodist jehovah witness They were all these different christian sects before they converted to the catholic church um and you got to ask yourself, why? Why do people, I'm a Methodist, and all of a sudden I go to the Catholic Church. Why? The reason why is because people start to realize the omnience, the, the depth of the faith, the Christian faith on fire, the Christian faith explained the fullness of the Christian faith that Jesus Christ handed down to the apostles who handed down to the bishops and the priests. This is why people convert, because once you get in here and you start reading the catechism, you start reading scripture, you start seeing the traditions, you start learning about the saints and the Blessed Mother and Jesus Christ and demons, and you start learning about Satan, you start learning about all this stuff over 2,000 years and how the church has has, uh, defined these things, you cannot help but love it and want to be part of it. And the guys that come into my program that are that are different Christians than a Catholic, I don't try to convert them. I don't. That's between them and the Holy Spirit. But what I do do is I give them the fullness of the Christian faith so that those men can be the best Christians they can be. And that's my job. And I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't give you every possible tool within the boundaries to help that man understand his true calling as a man, as a Christian, as a husband and as a father okay so what we're gonna do right now real quick we're gonna be real quick we still got what 20 we we will be done by 11 I tell you that <laughs> um so the uh, the so basically we're gonna go over the days of the holy Week uh in the Catholic Church and kind of what they mean and then kind of the services and stuff okay again I've already went over some of that but I want you guys to really to really understand so we start off tonight. So, start off tonight with Spy Wednesday. Okay. So, Spy Wednesday is referring to Judas' Judas's betrayal of Christ. That's why they called Spy Wednesday because Judas betrayed Christ. And so they called Spy Wednesday to get things rocking. Judas did betray Christ. He tried to get the money back. You know, I really feel sorry for the dude. But, you know, that's what the devil does. The devil it always sounds logic. I don't understand. How I could be around Christ for all those years um, in His ministry um, when He started His ministry, and and uh, I can He called me to come to Him, and then I come and I'm a disciple. I don't really understand how I could be betrayed, but how how I could betray Christ. But that being said, people betray Christ all the time. They don't listen to the call of the Holy Spirit, so I guess I can understand that, you know. Uh, But the thing, Christ allowed. People on the level, why did why did Christ have this dude come in if he knew he was gonna betray him? Because Christ knew he was gonna betray him. Why? Because Christ, as God, wants you to know, listen, I've been through everything you've been through and worse. So betrayal is something that's deeply, deeply felt by any person that's ever been betrayed. And so God came down as uh as 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 true man and true God. Um and so he allowed that to happen so that we can't say, well, Christ, you never been betrayed before. Well, yes, he was. Matter of fact, the dude hand him over to be killed. Okay. So spy Wednesday starts that starts it out. And so the, the service on that um, is called to the to service. So to meaning darkness or shadows. So it, um, and it, so to is the morning prayer of the church on Holy Thursday, Good Friday and Holy Saturday. It involves extinguishing candles one by one as Christ grows through his passion. And so that's what we're gonna to do tonight. Our service starts at seven o'clock Eastern tonight, to nine. So I'm gonna be there. I got a um, I got a podcast to do, but after that, I'm gonna be late. But you know, it is what it is. I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna be there for the longest I can. Okay. Um, so that's that's spy Wednesday. So then the next day. It's called Maundy Thursday or this alternate name is Holy Thursday, referring to Christ's last commandment at the last supper for the apostles to love one another as he has loved them. Okay. So that's Maundy Thursday. And so we in um, at our church, we do the traditional Latin mass, which why would we, why do Christians, why do Catholics do Latin mass? First of all, the, the Latin the demons respond to Latin. Latin is a sacred language. Latin is the most the is the um official language of the Christian faith. You've got to understand that English, Spanish, German, French, all that stuff don't mean nothing. The demons don't respond to that. That's why Latin. When the exorcist goes and exercises a person or a house, if they do it the right way, which most exorcists do they do it in latin why because the demons respond to that christ knows what he's doing it's the sacred language of the church so when you do when you go to the traditional latin mass you get more graces as a man you get more graces as a man that leads your family you get more graces in the church you just do um english mass is is okay it's called the novus ordo but it's not you don't get the same amount of graces that you get when you go into the Latin mass. OK, so the official mass of the church for more than 2000 years is the traditional Latin mass. OK, so next we move to Good Friday, which was supposed to is supposed to be an official holiday. It used to be. And everybody took off on Good Friday. Well, guess what? We don't do that no more. It's sad. In my companies, though, we do. I've got uh, a few companies, and in, in, co- uh, 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 in my companies, we take off on Good Friday. Why? Because Jesus Christ is more important than my job. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, I wouldn't even have a job. If it wasn't for Jesus Christ, I wouldn't even be sitting here talking to you right now. I'd be in a ditch somewhere. <laughs> okay? So, Good Friday, Christians commemorate the passion and suffering and death on the cross of Jesus Christ. Many Christians spend Good Friday in fasting, prayer, repentance, and meditation on the agony and suffering of Christ. It's important. Good Friday is not meant to be all so we can go out and go have a good time and hang out. No, it's a time of what I just said, of prayer, suffering, fasting, and sacrifice. Of course, every man in my program, we fast every Friday anyway. So why? And then we fast for meat why not that fish don't taste as good as meat fish tastes good or sometimes some people taste better than meat. but the reason you fast from meat one of the reasons is well so that we you know you you lift your for that second you realize i'm not eating meat i'm not eating a hamburger i'm eating catfish or whatever and that that for that second you're, you're lifting your heart and mind to God because you know well, the reason I'm not doing this is because the suffering and the passion of Jesus Christ. OK, this is why Catholics don't eat meat on Friday. It's one of the reasons, because we are trying to participate and deny ourselves. What uh, in suffering so that we can be in someone understand what Christ and connect ourselves with Christ. So Good Friday, that's what it's meant for. It's meant for us to meditate on the scripture, to meditate on the rosary, to meditate on the life of Jesus Christ, the saints. Um, it's meant for us to go to service, to go to, to mass and to and participate in that. And on that. On, so with in our church, um, the, in the Catholic Church, it's called the, the tenebre service is done again. And then we do mass all day. So we do the traditional Latin mass. And then there's the English mass. And then I think it's a morning mass, too. I'm not sure. Okay, so now we get to Holy Saturday. So Holy Saturday is the day in the Christian liturgical calendar that celebrates the 40 hour long vigil that the followers of Jesus Christ held after his death and burial on Friday and before his resurrection on Easter Sunday. Holy Saturday is the last day of Lent and of Holy Week and the third day of the Easter Tridium. The three High holy holidays before Easter, so there's um, Holy Thursday, Ho- Good Friday, and Holy Saturday. Okay, so the Easter Triduum is spelled T R I D U U M, and so it's 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 a three. Like uh, I remember when I used to listen to Catholic Answers Live all the time every Holy Week they they shut down. I was I don't remember if it was like Monday or Tuesday too, but I know when Wednesday came they just played like. Um, they just played the greatest of shows um, on their podcast and on their show um, because they they understand how important this week is and and so I just started doing my podcast so I don't want to I um I don't want to make sure you know if because with podcasts if you stop people stop so I get a lot of downloads I get a lot of um I get people I'm I'm getting more and more people listening. So I didn't want to interrupt that because I just started doing this live. But next year, I think I might have to shut down and, you know, you know, I might have to. But that's something that the Holy Spirit and me will go over next year. But I want you to understand that Easter Trudom is the three high holidays before Easter, which is Holy Thursday, Good Friday and Holy Saturday. OK, so we, again, on Holy Saturday, we do the tenebre service. Um. And then um, we, the last thing we do, there's a Easter, there's an English Mass, and then there's a traditional Latin Mass called the Easter Vigil Mass. So basically, I said the Easter Vigil is where we go at like eight thirty at night. It's really late. All the lights are out. Everybody dresses in white. Uh, if you can, and we come and we all sit together and we all hang out. We all start praying and it's very long. It's very, very long. Why? Because we're suffering. We're suffering through that. Man, there come a time, Hey, I got bad feet. (laughs) So, I'll stand up for a minute, but then I kneel. So I, I kneel and then I stand up. So, because then you stand up, your feet hurt. Then when you start kneeling for a, an hour, <laughs> your knees start to hurt. So you can't focus on the service. So you got to stand up again and get some relief. And then your feet start hurting again after 20 minutes. And You, you know, it, uh, hey, i look at it like this. You suffer and then you, you got to do what you got to do, right? <laughs> so... In the Easter Vigil, it goes from like eight thirty at night to like one o'clock in the morning, and so basically we go through the passion, and then uh we uh go over uh the beginning of, of the Old Testament of Adam and Eve and and creation, and like the priest and the uh the deacons um are there and they read all these readings. And it's beautiful, man. It's candles everywhere. It's singing. Now, it's not singing like praise and worship singing like the gospel service. It's singing like uh, Gregorian chant singing. Like, you know, so that we can. The reason we do Gregorian chant, man, it's the official, like, it's the official music of the church. The reason we do Gregorian chant is because it's, it's made, it's, it's designed for meditation. It's designed so you listen to it. Like I listen to Gregorian chant every day when I'm praying, when I'm exercising and praying and things like that. And I do that every day so that it helps me to get into Christ, into into the word, who is Christ, and, 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 and be able to, when I go to adoration, you know, I'm the only one in there because sometimes people don't really understand how to act in church, we all have had those kind of people. Um, and so I have to put on, I don't want to be disturbed like that. I don't want to be hearing other things because, you know, it, it throws off your concentration And you're when you're in adoration. So I have my headphones on and I have um, uh, Gregorian chant praying. Why? Because it helps me meditate. It helps me pray better. It helps me focus on God better. OK. And so that's why the Easter Vigil Mass, that's what we do. And what we do is uh, there's baptism. We, uh, if there's anybody that's coming to the church that needs to be baptized, the father, will baptize them. So we got to go through that whole service, and then I think we do confirmation too. I'm not sure. I think we do. It's just you know, I I I, I got I forget stuff sometimes, but but I, so basically, it's really long. Um, but Father prepares you for it. he's like, look, you know, we're going to be here a minute because this is it's about suffering and getting through it and understanding what Christ went through. And so if you look at your suffering like that, like united with Christ, man, dude, you start to understand as a man and as a woman, as a child, you start to understand it ain't about me. It's about the greater good, you know. And so if and so in the Catholic Church, if you go to if you go to the Easter vigil, which is like four or five hours long, um then you don't have to go to easter sunday because if you miss in in the catholic church well christ church the 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 way god commands it you you know it's the first commandment you're not you, you you're not supposed if you miss mass on sunday especially in uh 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 then what happens is that's a mortal sin okay also if you miss easter it's even worse, which I don't know if it's anything worse than a mortal sin, <laughs> but you know, you, you are obliged to go to to to, to Easter to a uh, church on Easter. And I think it's Christmas too. Um, that's why they call those people that go that, you know, they are the they're only kind of Christians or Catholics that go to church on Eastern Easter, and, Easter and, and uh Christmas, you know. But basically in the Catholic Church, if you go through if you go through the Easter vigil and you go through that four or five, three, four or five hours. Of 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 service, then you are excused from going because that counts for Sunday, okay? Um, and so after you were there after midnight, and so mass usually starts at eight o'clock in the morning and ten thirty. So if you're going to bed at three or four in the morning, how are you gonna by the time you get home and eat dinner and do all that stuff? You know, how are you gonna get up and go? So basically, you're going. But basically, the Easter Vigil, man, you're going through the whole Passion, man. You're going through all of it. And it's it's beautiful. It's tiring, but it's beautiful. Then on Sunday, and then of course he is risen. Easter, he is risen. He is risen, y'all. He's risen. And so that's when we celebrate. That's when we act a fool, right? You know, you go to mass. If you didn't go, if you didn't go on that Easter vigil, you go to Sunday mass. You know, it's regular. You know, you might be there for an hour. You know, in the Catholic church or you might be even the English mass, you might be there an hour and a half or whatever, because it's Easter. All the Protestants, everybody, the Protestants, the Methodists, everybody celebrates Easter. Lutherans and everybody, Baptists, celebrates Easter. Everybody's at church for like two or three hours of stuff on Easter. And then after you leave, man, you come home, dude, and you have this big dinner, man. And then you invite all the family over like us. We're going to have all the kids, over, the grandkids over, the kids over. We're gonna have my mama's coming, my nephew's coming, and I'm not sure my wife got somebody else coming. But we're gonna have a uh and to celebrate it even more and have more fun. We're gonna have an adult Easter egg hunt and we're gonna have a kid Easter egg hunt. I'm gonna throw some money in there, you know, you know, and some uh gift certificates and stuff and stuff like that for the um for the adults and then for the kids, we'll have you know little prizes and stuff. And we do it separately, and everybody, you know, we celebrate together. We just have a great time, man. And 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 we we talk about Christ and the faith a little bit. And 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 we, you know, it's it's a great day, it's a great time, you know. And and this is why when he is risen, you're celebrating God who has proved that he overcame Satan. He overcame all of it, dude. He came overcame all of it. You can't say he ain't God now. And these people that try to say they're atheists and say there is that Jesus wasn't God and there is no God, they're, they're ignorant. They're ignorant, man. And the reason that they are is because there is proof of the existence of God if you just look and you study it and you learn. You know, Jesus did miracles. He had thousands and thousands of people that saw these miracles. It wasn't like, oh, like me right now, if I levitate off the ground, you know, I'm the only one in the office right now and nobody saw it. Well that don't mean you did it because I did nobody see it, but like when Jesus was resurrected, he was on the um on the road to Damascus and stuff, and all the disciples and all the apostles saw him again, five hundred people and stuff so man th- this is witnesses man that this is why the Bible too was created to give us witness of all these great things that Jesus Christ did man this is why you have you have to um you have to you have to understand um you have to understand, man, that that this is all real. This is all real. The supernatural world is real. God is real. Jesus Christ is real. The Blessed Mother is real. The saints are real. Every the whole the demons are real. Angels are real. It's all real. It's all. This is the te- the world. This world is a test. This is this world's a test. Are you are you able? Are you worthy to be before our Lord Jesus Christ at the right hand of the Father? In eternity, are you worthy of that? This is what this this is what the Earth is about. This realm is about. And if once you understand that, and that you know that everything, every decision you make, everything you do means something, dude. You 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 would look at this whole thing different. You have a whole different aspect, and that's why I say atheists and stuff are ignorant. And these people who claim to be Christian, but they do all the things against God because they have they're not real believers. They really don't understand why. Things are the way they are. And so, you know, as we get older, we start to realize that this life is short. And then a lot of people start to come to God because, you know, they've been through their whole life and their life is crap, no matter if they got money or not. Money is not everything, as we all know, but still it's nice to have it. I'm not saying that. But as you get older, man, you start to realize, man, it's about more than that. It's got to be more than this. And so this is why, the Holy Week is the bomb, dude. This is why Christmas is the bomb. This is why you don't let somebody say Happy Holidays, man. You don't do that without challenging them. And the way you challenge them is you say Merry Christmas back to them, so if they know that you have just put God in their heart for a second. Even if it's just for a half a second, don't punk out. Don't punk out. If somebody says Happy Holidays to you, you say Merry Christmas from now on, and you tell them Jerry said it. <laughs> so look. So that's it. Okay. So now real quick over the next nine minutes, we're going to go over. Um, oh, oh, my wife said, hello. She sent me a little heart on the comment. Oh, that's a good woman. That's a good woman there. And she says, Hey honey. Oh, that's great. And you know, it's good to have a good wife. It's good to have a special holy woman like that. Um, so anyway, uh, back to the work. So so holy week for the married. So what are some things you can do as a married person? Even if your wife is mad at you, even if y'all not having sex, even if your wife um is working all the time, even if your wife is separated or you guys are divorced, she's still your wife until you get an annulment. So let's only play those games. Um so what do we, you know, what can you get do? The, 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 you guys are in marriage crisis. Don't punk out. Go to your wife and and first of all your kids. So if look, my kids, if my kids are little, they go, or any kid that lives in this house, if they grown, they go into mass now. I don't play those games. If you live with me, everybody in my house goes to mass. Like when uh, my boys, my two youngest were like, real, they were babies and stuff. And then my, my middle child, you know, he's, he lived with us for a while. Hey, he, was, he didn't want he's lazy, he didn't want to go. But guess what? He, I told him, you ain't living here unless you go to mass every single Sunday. I don't care. Guess what he did? Wasn't even no thing. He got up. We got up. He he. Sometimes he'd go to a different Catholic church, but you know that's how it is in the Catholic faith. You can go anywhere you want. That's what's so great about it. There's different times and stuff. And man, guess what, man? He, you know, he would go, and he he lived with us for uh, uh ten years, something like that. And um, man, that boy has grown into a real man, dude. That boy, man, <laughs> I'm so proud of him. That boy, he now he lived with us for a while, but he went to church all the time, every every Sunday. Um, he celebrated Easter. He served on the altar as a grown man, um, and he he really he really did his job. And guess what? His high school sweetheart contacted him on Facebook one day. He didn't even see it. For like a year so one day I guess somebody my wife supposed have saw it or somebody saw it and man he was on it and he contacted her they got married man they they got married man and and um he he you know he works two jobs he he you know he's he's a real man oh and he brings he's got he's got you know two kids he's got another one other kid on the way and man he takes his he takes his family to, to church every Sunday. You know the Latin Mass, man. He he is grown into a man that that you gotta look up to, dude. You gotta look. You gotta you gotta respect that, dude. You gotta respect that. You know. So now, that being said, you know, uh, uh, in a prayer. So for for your Holy Week, for being married, we want to focus on that again for the next five or six minutes. Enter the prayer daily and attend at least one mass or special service each day, beginning Monday if possible. Like Holy Week really starts today. But me and my wife went to mass together on Monday, okay. And uh, together, me and her, we prayed the rosary and stuff like that. We went to mass together, and Father gave a went the Holy Spirit, and Father gave a good little thing. He had a uh, he's had they were having a uh, what do you call it? A um, what do you call that? Oh, oh uh, 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 not a vid. What did you call it? Oh man, I hate when I blue get. It's just something so simple too. What any uh, you know, where they um, where everybody comes and Protestants do it like with a tent, and then they, a revival, yeah, it's kind of like a revival thing, you know, um, it's kind of like that, but it, we, Catholics, we call it something else, but anyway, he had a, a priest there, the priest gave a good homily and stuff, the sermon, okay, so, so that's why I said earlier, try to go to at least one service other than Easter, okay, then, Really try and make it special. Really try to make Holy Week special for you and your wife and your children. Go to adoration together. You know, adoration is the sacrament, you know, in the Catholic Church. You know, you go to adoration, the blood and body, and blood of Jesus Christ is there in the tabernacle, and you sit there, you pray, you meditate. You and your wife could do that together. You could pray, you and your wife could pray a rosary together. Okay. Or you and your wife could go to every single service starting on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. You could do it all, man. That's how you bring you and your wife. Look, your wife is just looking for a leader, man. She ain't, look, your wife is just looking for a leader. That's what your kids and your and your, and your your wife are looking for. They're looking for you to, like, say, hey, you want to go to Mass? Hey, kids, we're going to Mass. We're going to service. Get your stuff on. I don't feel like going, Daddy. I don't care. Shut up. You going? Get your stuff. Get the car. I mean, that's how you do, kids. Because if you don't make kids do something, they, gonna, they ain't going to do nothing, right? Okay, so next, um, next number five, go to daily mass together or a Bible study together on Monday or Tuesday before Spy Wednesday. You know, like you know, good thing you know Catholics we have Bible studies too. You know, like I explained earlier, Protestants their main thing is they have church service on Sunday and then they have Bible studies on Wednesday. So this week, you make sure that you get your butt to Bible study with your with your pastor in your church. You know, uh, the other thing in the Catholic Church that was great about the Catholic churches, we got church every Sunday, every week, Monday through Sunday. There's a mass. We call it mass. Why? Because in Christ told us in the Christ church, it's called mass. So mass means a mass of people, like everybody. Everybody's welcome. Everybody come. It's called mass. So that's the same as church. Okay. And so, but we have mass every seven days a week. Sometimes, well, most, most parishes, two or three times a day. You know, that's how we roll in the Catholic faith, dude. We go, we can go and and be with our Lord Jesus Christ every single day if we want, multiple times a day as we want, as many times as we want. That's why I love the church. Because, look, I work all day. So what I got to do is I have to, you know, to go to adoration and go visit Jesus Christ to pray and all that stuff. I can't go like everybody else. I work from home, so I gotta go at like six, seven, eight in the morning, or I gotta go at eleven, twelve o'clock in the afternoon, or I gotta go at three or four, or I gotta go at two or three o'clock in the morning. That's another thing. Catholic churches, man, you can go into Catholic church at 1, one, two, or three o'clock in the morning, four o'clock in the morning. You got they got cold. You just they, they get you the cold, and and you can get in there and you can be out. You can be in the. You can be before God any day, twenty four hours a seven, twenty four days seven hours a week. Dang it. 24 hours 7 days a week it is the bomb it's beautiful you are in the just think about it if you are a protestant and your pastor and you went to your church and your pastor had a code and you can get to church anytime and Jesus Christ's body and blood was on the altar and you can sit there and just sit there with Jesus Christ for as long as you want all night long or all day long. Just think how special that would be. That's the Catholic Church, baby. That's the Catholic Church right there and there. OK, next. um. Uh ask all of your grown children to come to Easter Vigil Mass on Holy Saturday and bring the grandkids and their spouses. Talked about that. Number seven, do a stations of the cross at the church together. So what is station of the cross? Station of the cross is every <coughs> in every Catholic church in the world, the stations of the cross are there. Basically, it's one stations one through fourteen, and it's the it's every stage of Jesus Christ's passion. So what you what do you do? You get up you get your scripture or you pray your rosary and or you have, there's a a pre, there's also a pre book that you can use that actually takes you through this, the 14 stations. Uh, I know Holy spirit, no little flower in Indianapolis. They go every Friday during Lent. They, they go, they, they do the stage of the cross. And basically you start with station one and you go all the way around through Jesus Christ's passion, every stage of that. And you meditate on that. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, dude. Um, and it gets you into Christ. It gets you in closer to our Lord. It gets you closer. Remember to understand Christ totally, you must understand the suffering of Christ. Okay. It's not Easter 52 weeks out of the year. It's not praise and worship every 52 weeks out of the year. It's not. It's the suffering of our Lord. God came down to be a darn embryo in a, in a creature. Do you, know, do you understand the pain that that must have been from him being an, omni, an omniscient being to bring himself down like that? That's why you've got to understand and realize what this is about, okay? So next, number eight, uh, make part of your date night on Friday or Saturday. Include praying together in a Holy Week service. Look, if you're in the Catholic gather program, your butt should be going on date night if you and your wife are talking or if she'll let you every Friday or Saturday, right? If you ain't if you if you ain't in the Catholic Catholic radical program then you 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 and your wife are talking and y'all you know you should be going on a date night every single week on a Friday or Saturday okay I don't care if it's uh breakfast date night, lunch date night or dinner date night and then one of the things you could do is you could go to service um and then make that part of your date night go go be with Christ. And then what you do is you then you go to dinner, you have good fun, you talk about it. See? Next. Number 9, have a really good and deep discussion on the faith with your wife. That is awesome. Me and my wife, one thing I love about her, man, we talk about the faith, man. We don't play around. We talk about Jesus Christ at least once a day. She's always got these YouTube videos on, so I really can't I really can't help but talk to her about it cuz she's a she's a she's what well, she's a real Jesus freak. And that's a good thing. That's a compliment. That's not a that's not a derogatory thing. That woman, she wants to know everything she can about our Lord and how it, it it and how that pertains to our family and our world. Okay, so we talk about the Christ and the faith all the time, and so should you. Okay, and number ten, uh, the whole family attend church on Easter Sunday. That is beautiful. My whole family. I asked them. See, that's what being the man's about. You got you ask them to please can y'all come to um to mass? We go to do do mass together at the Easter Vigil on Saturday night. And everybody said yes. See, that's how you do it. The grandkids, everybody's all wanting to come. So we're gonna do that. We're gonna sit in Jacob's pew and we're gonna hang out. That's how you do it. That's how you do it as a family. That's how you get your family strong, okay? Um Um, Number 11, uh, kiss your wife, hug your wife, love your wife, be passionate about your wife, be excited about your wife. Do something romantic for her to make her feel special in honor of the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay. boom. However you want to do it. Be creative. Number 12, of course, all of these things will be a sacrifice and a suffering, you know, for everybody. Why? Because it causes a change in schedule and habits, but it will be worth it as it will bring your family closer together in service and love of God. Try your best to get outside of your own comfort zone, gentlemen. Suffer and sacrifice for Christ by demanding that your wife and your family try their best to participate. Make them help you build a great family. So what do you think? Send your questions or comments to RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com, RadicalQuestions at CatholicAlpha.com. Bam! If you're getting value from this podcast and would like more personal marriage help, visit SaveMyCatholicMarriage.com for an opportunity to work with me personally. For free. Yes, within 30 days, learn how to become a better husband that attracts your wife back to you. Visit Save My and get a plan tailored specific to your marriage and situation. I've helped hundreds of men in their marriages. Allow me the chance to help you using my personal and gained experience. Visit Save My for superior coaching for your marriage. Again, Save My Catholic All right. All right. And again, uh, we are at our conclusion for the day. And I'm so glad that you guys decided to hang out with me on this Spy Wednesday. <laughs> See, I remembered <laughs> Spy Wednesday. And what we're going to do is we're going to conclude for the day so that we can all get prepared, get our go to work or do whatever we got to do. Plan to go to service tonight somewhere. Um, and let's really get this Holy Week rocking, man. Okay, you'll be so glad you did. I'm so glad y'all tuned in for you. Thank my wife for telling me uh, that she loves me on air. You know, that's good too. Always good, always good. Um, and so other than that, we're going to end as we always do with a quote from Pope Benedict XVI, which states, Christ, whoo society offers you comfort. But you weren't made for comfort. You were made for greatness. So go forth, Christian soldier. The spiritual fight is up on you fast. Pray and prepare for battle. Thank you for listening in today. If what you heard helped you in any way and you would like more personal attention, visit com for superior marriage coaching. And remember to join the Catholic Alpha Radical Live podcast as a caller or listener every Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. Eastern. To join us as a caller, dial area code 313 Radical.